Morning Campers! Welcome to the Camp Good Boy Podcast. Episode 49. 49. Almost to 50. 49ers. You, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Okay, so uh, Elijah, you're from Solvang, which is Northern California. Yep. yep. 49ers, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. There's a little synchronistic value there. I, there totally yeah, is. I suppose, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I suppose if like, you know, I don't, I don't know how, but you know, I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah. I mean, I bet the 49ers, well, they were like people that went up to. Uh, 49ers were people in the year of 1849, as I believe, uh, arrived in the San Francisco area and, and north from that to begin mining for gold. Right. But yeah. I'm sure they passed through Solvang. Oh yeah. There was actually, other places actually, the 49ers actually, went. In fact, the first um, motel ever is in San Luis Obispo, and it's a motorist hotel. And it was the halfway point between Los Angeles and San Francisco. And, it, and it's super old. It's still there. They're renovating it right now. They tore down most of it. But my enti- I grew up in that general area. Right. And, like, you'd see – it was, like, this old Spanish-style, like, ho- hotel. It right. Was, it was called the Motel Inn, I believe. Oh, yeah, well, I, thought well, every, gonna, I thought you were talking about the Madonna. Everyone no, jocks no, no, the no. Madonna. Everyone jocks yeah. the Madonna really, hard. Really yeah. Did. You know what? Like, I grew up around there in, like – I never ever saw the inside of any of the rooms, anything else there until I was like in my thirties. Yeah, like I just had like my dad just was adamantly opposed to the style of the Madonna Inn. He was a concrete contractor. He was just like, no, we're men. We don't go into Madonna. Yeah, well, Inn. it's really yeah. pink. Yeah, it, it's it's the no, it's, fl- it's flamboyant, yeah, it which we have the birdcage on. Your, your dad <laughs> probably wasn't down with watching the birdcage. No, no, but like it's it, the ho- the Madonna Inn is like very flamboyant. Yeah, it's it very is. like pink, and all the rooms are kind of like kitschy. But it's like total Instagram. Like you don't oh, exist yeah. unless you go with your like girlfriend. I'm, I'm, shocked, there and, like, I'm shocked that it even it was a thing until like right now, because like right. now those types of places flourish and. People flocked him like the poppy fields and everything this past weekend. Well, yeah, no, dude, it, what? Where are those poppy fields? I don't know. Every, they're on everyone's Instagram. I know. Literally, all art, uh, de- high desert, na- okay, art, nature. Okay, basically the front runners that are really winning right now yeah. are art and nature for Instagram. That right, yeah. nobody gave a fuck about. Like people like to yeah. go to the beach or maybe like went on a hike. Yeah. But like now, if you can like align yourself with <laughs> these things well, or so, become part of the cool picture, you know what's so funny is like now <clears throat> the pursuit is like, oh, I got to be part of that picture. It's like, hey, the picture is about an experience though. Yeah. It's like you should be part of the experience first. The picture secondary, if right. at all. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I've been on a like. Not to toot my own horn, but like I've been on some pretty extensive backpack trips and hikes at this point, and we straight up stopped taking pictures for the most part on hikes because we're like people in the old west wouldn't come over the mountain or to the Grand Canyon and be like, let me pull out my f- camera right. and just be like, let's look at this for as long as we can because it's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, there weren't a lot of yeah, like it's a good thing they didn't have phones on like the Oregon Trail. No. <laughs> it's just like all the diseases. The Donner Party. <laughs> you know that like there was a scene. What was that movie with uh with Will Ferrell and John C. Holmes or Watson or whatever it was and like. That movie bombed and everybody hated it, and I did not see it. But I do recall that there was a scene where, like, it was John C. Riley and Will Ferrell trying to take a selfie with an old style camera from that era and everything uh, right. like that. And it didn't sound that funny when I was just telling the story, <laughs> so it probably makes sense that that movie did so horrible. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I had no interest in seeing that movie. I'm shocked that I didn't because are you I, a John I, C. Riley fan? I'm a Will Ferrell fan because right. I grew up on SNL when he right, was yeah. like just being he introduced. was the goat. But he was like and and you didn't I mean, kind of well you know like I I went from the era of SNL from like, in my youth you know where obviously Phil Hartman was there but Chris Farley was like the big thing and you know Tommy Boy came out Black Sheep came out so like those were like when I was the, in, you know hitting puberty I was like Chris Farley's the god yeah and then he died. 
And I remember it, there was a point my cousin and I had a serious conversation about a year later where we were like, hey, I really hate to admit this, but I think Will Ferrell's funnier than Chris Farley. And, like, uh. and, and we, it was like a sad conversation that we had to have in our teens with each other because we loved Farley so much. Right. But ever since then, I, I'm, and I can recall even like when I was graduating from high school just being like, I can't believe I get to watch this guy on TV every single week. Totally. You know what? I'll give someone that if they say Will, Fer- Will yeah. Ferrell's funnier than Chris Farley. Well, Chris Farley I'll, was I'll just loud. Sure. Chris Farley was just like loud and humor. Fat. And he, fat well, humor he, and like, he had, Chris Farley was smart, I think. I think he's smarter than people give him credit for because like, he's a fat guy comic. But if you watch like, um, there was that Schlitz gay or whatever like that. that Oh, yeah. That pool, uh, like Budweiser <laughs> right. spoof commercial that him and um, Sandler did. I watched it recently, and I was like, Chris Farley clearly understands how to use his type of humor. He's not just right. like a guy screaming and falling and stuff like that. He knows how to play the fat guy role. And the right. one where he interviews Paul McCartney. It's genius. And no, he's it like, is. Yeah. Do, do, it is. do you remember Beatlemania? I think <laughs> that was awesome. I think that he just like, you know, like, I, I think, turn this up a little I bit. think because like he, you know, was a, like a fat uh, guy comic, yeah, and because he died before he really got to do some other things, right. like, people really really just kind of categorize them like that. And then you have people like Will Ferrell and others who show up who are like next level funny in a lot of ways. Now I will say I I'm sad that Chris Farley's dead, <laughs> but I would like it if Will Ferrell had had a cocaine problem because <laughs> yeah. some interesting things might've happened. I feel like Will Ferrell's like the, like his biggest problem he had in college is probably like somebody like, like uh, like tapped on his beer or something like that or yeah you know, I, I feel like he didn't really he hasn't really faced some of that darkness that a lot of other people have right, right unless yeah, like yeah. in unless there's just so much about him we don't no, know I don't know I how much is. pain he I bet there is, is do you yeah. think he's in pain I I find him to be kind of a he's like an eccentric definitely yeah, he, well you know like, I I would say. He's kind of in but I, think he was like a, I think he was like a USC frat guy. There's like kind he, of part oh, of me. Was he? They, well, he's kind of, of ambiguous. Like maybe he's a sociopath. Yeah. Like you know what I never want to do? Sit down and talk to him. No, he kind of he's, <laughs> no, he's, he's one of those guys who kind of like he kind of freaks me out a well, little bit. That's, yeah, yeah. that's why you see his face sometimes and you start laughing and it's like, hey, you shouldn't do that when you just look at somebody's face. Like, you right. shouldn't feel compelled to laugh. And I understand <laughs> that he's funny and everything. But I agree with you. Like I don't even know what I would say if I sat next Well, to he's him. one of these ones that also shot himself in the foot because he, he's always never been serious so then when he tries to be I can it, never it buy doesn't, it. it doesn't work he's got yeah. that movie everything must go where he plays no. an alcoholic I'm no like, that was stranger than fiction that doesn't matter I just yeah. you know like there, there's part of me that feels like I love Will Ferrell I loved him on SNL I love a lot of the movies he's made with Adam McKay, but when you look at the long stretch of what else has he made, like what do you really like out there? Yeah, there's, I, but, there's not, and I like Step Brothers. I'll put Step Brothers up there. You know, yeah. as one of my Step one of my favorite movies to watch. It's, it's I, great. I love I love him. My favorite stuff is Frank the Tank. Obviously, when he takes that uh, dart, is like the yeah. funniest scene. Yeah, yeah that's. Pretty I mean, good. that's really like. I mean, that's that's also Sean William Scott. I, I have like to believe that too. somebody has died laughing in that scene. Yeah, that's how funny that scene is. You know what I mean? You know, one of my favorite. Will Ferrell's is him in Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Wedding Crashers. Yeah. <laughs> but then great. I also will give him uh, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking, uh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Ashley Schaefer. Absolutely. <laughs> He's going to Father's so Market. Because in another time, that would have been Bill Murray's role. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah, because it's very reminiscent of uh, uh, Bigger and McCracken yeah, exactly. and Kingpin. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But no, like, He's that's the thing. That like, cocky fucking It'd be one thing to sit down with, like, I don't know, like, if you're ever met Adam Sandler I feel like that would be like I don't know, you know he's, I, I, know, I mean I recently I, um, at the airport who's the dude that was in office space the lead guy Ron Livingston yeah I sat next to him at the at, at the bar in the airport for a solid hour or so and I didn't like bring up anything from 
films and whatnot for as long as I possibly could. And then it kind of was like, you know, it was clearly like uh, the, the gorilla in the closet. Yeah. Is that the phrase, gorilla in the closet? Uh, elephant Gor- in the room? Elephant in the room. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Gorilla in the closet. Yeah, I've never hamster, heard that Hamster in the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, and, and you know, like, I, I, I really, I, I just ran out of things to talk with to him about. So I was just like, hey, let's, like... Come on, I know you're famous. I mean, come yeah. on, like you're clearly a famous dude. No, right, right. We uh, Vince Vaughn's been over here for nine hours one time. Yeah, it was uh, a long time. Really? Yeah. He, <laughs> did, he. This is a man who does not run out of things to talk about. No, it's it's uh, like he. It's nonstop wow. for like nine hours. But he's he's relatively like a real person. He's no, kind like, of a that's real the thing. Dude. So like, yeah, he is because he hasn't gone so crazy. Like Will Ferrell's been Ron Burgundy, yeah. Frank the Tank, fucking Ashley. Sh- like yeah, so he doesn't yeah. disappear. Crazy. He doesn't yeah. disappear. No, into Vince Vaughn plays Vince plays Vaughn in his movies. Yeah. Like a dude, like a guy. What has uh, Vince Vaughn done recently? He was in the Fighting with My he's Family. He's been in some cool. Uh, f- uh, the, there's a movie called Brawl and Cell Block. Uh, Brawl and Subluck 99? Yeah. That's fucking incredible. Oh, wow. And, oh, and so he's in, a, in another upcoming film with the same director, Craig Mazur. Uh, Craig Zoller. Craig yeah. Zoller. It makes these really this, dark They're movies. like yeah. hard. They're almost like French films. They're like very provocative. And yeah. I, I don't know. I think he, he kind of had that McConaughey moment where he's like, all right, like I don't want to keep doing Super Farts 5 or whatever. <laughs> and you're also getting like a little older. Yeah. Like I don't know if you can still do those. Really pull it off. Yeah. Pull it off. But so he, but he's kind of a, a, a different kind of actor because McConaughey can play kind of, you know, Vince is larger than life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he it, what he can play, but he got wrapped up with this guy Craig Zoller, and he pl- it's like he gets sent to prison and has to like they're gonna kill his wife's baby if yeah. he doesn't murder it's this like guy in jail. It's like a serious movie. It's not. It's like, like a it's like a grindhouse. It's like a grindhouse okay, film, right. and he has to go like murder all these people oh, in wow. jail, yeah. and it's fucking crazy. He totally pulls it off, and it's like scary. Oh, and he's got like his head shaved, and he's got like wow. a cross in this. So yeah, too. he's doing a lot of like he's really just trying provocative. To, like, branch out a little bit. From I, I don't think it's. I don't. But I don't think it's like trying to have a reconnaissance where he's like trying to like relaunch and. And then do like I mean I'm sure he'd like to do some big Hollywood movies, but yeah. I think you know I think he's pretty happy. I mean I think he's financially stable. Yeah, oh, and sure. he just yeah. wants to make like he provocative, has, interesting did, films. He had a stretch <clears throat> of probably like ten to fifteen years there where he was making not the same movie, but a lot of the same styles of yeah. like, comedy films and everything like oh, that. Totally. So I mean I would assume like as, as anybody would if you just do the same thing ad nauseum, it's like you're gonna get sick of it after right. A while. Yeah. Well, because there was the frat pack, and now who's the new like comedy? There's like the pack. higher brow frat pack, but not even. Because he like had the that. frat pack, and then you had like the Seth Rogen. He was kind of. Yeah. Like you have the Bill now. Hader um, guy from the smuggling marijuana movie, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. That uh-huh. like kind of next wave SNL. But like, who is it now? I feel like, I, think... I feel like it's just Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Maybe only like, fucking comedian. I don't know. Like, there's not really like there's a set a group and everything. You know, it was funny. I actually watched Forty uh, Year Old Virgin um, like two days ago. Mm-hmm. That holds up about eighty oh, percent. It does, yeah. You know, 80, yeah. I would say eighty percent of it is like. I mean, you know, like it, it's funny when you watch a movie like that, even when it's not that far away from us, like where we're at right now. But the technology is just so out of date. The '90s or the like mid two thousand styles are like it, up it, in front. Yeah, well, it's, it it has that sort of hyper real yeah. tone and look. But you know what they what part they don't show, which is oh, maybe it's in the deleted scenes or it's like in the the French director's cut, is where she finds his child porn. <laughs> I'm sorry like that guy is like 40 year old it's not just a virgin he like collects like dolls and toys it's scary like I'm sure like there I don't know if that was like ever like a note or anything but like (laughs) how about that he's like actually just into like child pornography yeah it's uh I would I would (sighs) not I would you know after watching Leaving Neverland I probably wouldn't say yeah he for sure is yeah wait which one's Leaving Neverland 
So that Michael Jackson, or is it Finding Neverland? Oh, Finding Leaving Neverland. Ne- no, oh, wait. no, Leaving Neverland. That's what it's called. Oh, is that Finding Neverland's the one with Johnny Depp? Where <laughs> yeah. you tell us. Wait, is the Michael Jackson movie out? Yeah, it's on. A- I watched it. Right. It's on HBO. Yeah. Oh, I was, oh I'm gonna I was watch like, that hey, shit tonight. I thought it was on I, Netflix. I, it's it's four hours. Okay. It, it's. I, I, I don't say this. Everything that you already suspected about Michael Jackson, they just spots on his penis. It's just uh, like, okay. there, there's parts of it where you'll watch it and you'll be grossed out, but I don't think you'd be shocked. I think okay. I think you'd have to be a fool. To but be it's got to be good MJ gross out weird out porn. Like it, like you like <laughs> like I'm I'm. Hey, I was shocked by how many secret rooms there were at Neverland. Oh yeah, like there were so uh, many secret rooms. Like it was just uh, like at a certain point. Yeah, it's just you know it's actually really fun too because mm. people you know like. Supporting Michael Jackson right now is like supporting Donald Trump in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, this whole week when people have been asking me and my friend, like, have you seen it? And I go, yeah, he's innocent. And their reaction is just like so appalled and just don't even know what to say to you. I'm just like, wow. no. He's innocent. Yeah. Like, like, I don't believe it. And they're just like, how oh, did you not no, believe it? No, that's the take. I, I don't believe it. I, I just, <laughs> yeah, I, how could he's Michael Jackson? I don't believe that. That's, I love when people are that ignorant. It's just, I, like, we were pulling it on somebody this past weekend, and she, it was a friend of a friend who'd come over to my friend's house. Multiple friends removed, it seems like. But right. like, it, and, and me, she was like, have you seen it? And we're just like, yeah. He's innocent. Yeah. And they were like, but taking a real approach, and because we had done it to a couple people, we were like, let's go real deep with her on right. this one, too. And she was just like, she was really hurt. She was really hurt. No, we seemed he, to believe the was, what we believed. Was he, was he raping kids or were just fondling? No, no, no. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty, yeah, okay. It, it's the far So there's the a lot of stuff that I. No, here's what they don't get into very often with Michael Jackson is because he's got some kids. We talk. Michael Jackson's come up a lot on the podcast. Apparently, apparently his daughter, Paris, tried to commit oh, suicide. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Like she, yeah. Went, she was hospitalized, allegedly, for, for it. She I, should take some of her own advice. She told all her Twitter followers to chillax, my dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really practice what you it's always, yeah. it's always so funny whenever like these twenty year old people who become stars are always just like, you need to smoke more weed. It's like I'm thirty six years old, okay. I've right. already discovered that. <laughs> but yeah, you know really. what's always so odd true. is like you see like Brett Ratner posts a lot of pictures on Instagram of like cause he was good friends with yeah. MJ and you see like Michael Jackson will they'll just be like at the house, like yeah. chilling at the crib. But they don't you don't get into a lot of what women he was fe- fucking. Yeah. I don't think he well, was fucking. No, no, but his bodyguard it. came out today, his former bodyguard came out and said, Oh, he and Michael used to have all sorts of conversations about like kind of women that he was into, which I don't know. Right. I, don't, I don't know what to believe. You know, anybody who's attached to either I like side of her. Now, yeah. She's super pretty. Hey, yeah. Is that your Michael Jackson? I don't, yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> like I don't buy that. Like that he's just like like he's just fanning through like porno mags. It's like mm, the, what I'll say hit that pussy. No, I know it doesn't there, it doesn't feel right. Or you, like getting banged by Michael Jackson. Like picture yourself as a woman in doggy <laughs> with a mirror and uh, seeing that that the, hey, you're, the alien. Hey, or you're just blowing them and you look you look up. Well, <laughs> oh my you looking God. up at a ghost. Well, It'd be no, like looking up the Grim Reaper. Look at you've seen Michael Jackson think about Michael Jackson's orgasm face. <laughs> oh, it's probably actually pretty probably hits those notes pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Shimona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just bust, yeah, bust uh, No, he's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, with the, with, where the fan blows the <laughs> thing from like the MTV Video exactly. Music Awards. We'll talk about it, you know, like in the future after you watch it and everything. <laughs> yeah. But like, again, I don't think you're going to be shocked. I think you'll be appalled at certain things that are in it. But I, I, anybody shocked is just like, what did you expect was going on? This guy got, he didn't get mm. ever get arrested, he did in prison for it, but he went through two separate child molestation trials right. over the course course of 10 years it's like anybody's wrapped in up in a second one it's like come on like yeah yeah no it's so well, true it's, this is what you get for having kids over 
By the way, I, <laughs> yeah, right. I was just about to commend you had a great podcast uh, stance in the chair there for a minute. Kind of the, the leg up and the... Oh, actually, you guys both have the podcast oh, lean that. going. <laughs> that's, like, that's a very good podcast You know, you know what, what's stance. funny is like on, on my show, because like we're, we're, it's a video show now, so you, oh, kinda, right. you have to think uh, about like how you look and everything, how right. you're presenting yourself, and you have to look at the camera sometimes, too. So like there's times like now when I'm on it, I'm just like, no, you got to be on top of your game, visually speaking, too. Mm-hmm. So like right now, I'm like, oh, we're not on camera. I'm just going to... Like, yeah, pretend I'm lounging in the hammock on Gilligan's Island. Or Where something does like the that. Illinois shirt come from? Oh, you know, like a with it, Chewbacca. On. Yeah. Oh, wow! It, I didn't realize that they who had it was. a they had a sample sale at my work. Sometimes, like they'll just try to create designs of new products and stuff like that, and they won't go forward. But they'll sell <clears> these at like a sample sale to like employees of the company. Is that where Chewbacca's from, Illinois? I, I don't know, but I <laughs> saw it. I was like, the, I was like what did Chewbacca have to do with the with the University of Illinois? And I was yeah. just like, I don't know. They were like, it's a dollar, and I was like, I'll buy that. For it's a really dollar. cool. It's awesome. But so many people come up to me and ask me questions. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're talking about the University of Illinois because they went there. Oh, and I'll yeah, be right, like, was right. Chewbacca a mascot at your school? And they're like, no. And I'm just like, this is the best shirt ever. It's a you, cool shirt. Is that where Tom Cruise goes in Risky Business? That's where he thinks he's going to go. Right. Yeah, because he, wow. he, yeah, that's yeah, because he's trying to get into Princeton or Brown or somewhere, some Ivy League, and then the guy finds out that you he's running a whorehouse out of his. Callista Flockhart kind of looks like Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's weird. I had the biggest we, crush on her in yeah, the, in the late nineties. So the birdcage is on. I don't know if this movie would work today because it basically it's it's basically like sending this message that being gay is something. Oh, like yeah, you totally. Well, that's be. like even if you think. Did we talk about this last time? Like the ending of Ace Ventura, like where everybody's throwing, oh, the, the everybody's trans, throwing oh, out. Yeah, yeah. Finkel is Einhorn. It's just yeah, like I mean, one. you know, even in the, in the Forty Year Old Virgin, there were a couple of scenes where I was just like. Oh. Like, no, it's amazing oh, how literally sure. what how worked you, last year does not. Yeah, play but also that anymore. like, how do you know? Do you know why? You, what is it? Uh, how do you know you're gay? Or yeah, what's yeah. the fucking thing? That, doing? That, uh, it's you know how I know you're gay. That's yeah. right. Yeah, right. That yeah. wouldn't go. No. no. Do you think uh, like outside of the birdcage? Do you think that if you were trying to do something like focused and a movie came on, like what movie could? take you away from that every single time. Oh, like... If, like, like if, it, if it, one where it's like, I got to turn this movie off because it's going to distract me. Um, I guess probably every movie. <laughs> you're saying, like, <laughs> like so you're, you're, trying, like, you're trying to like work. If we, if you're we like, oh, you're here, trying to work in, like... If we sitting here and, like... Pelican in, Brief comes out. I was going to say, if Indiana uh, Jones and the Last Crusade came out, I'd be ooh, like, oh, I'm going yeah. to... Uh, I can't do the show right now. Die, it's Die Hard. Yeah. Anytime Die Hard. My cousin Vinny. Pelican Brief, Social Network Lock. Oh, you know yeah, what? The last time that did was Social Network. I was, like, had dinner over here and I was about to leave and, like... Social Network was on. I was like, oh, dude, this is the, like the best movie Will you ever. just sit down and watch the whole movie at that point? Yeah, kind of just yeah, sit. Yeah, and, yeah I probably and would. It, yeah, you start talking about it, and then it's over. But not this. <clears throat> not Birdcage. Yeah, not, but not I, Birdcage. I, don't, I don't dislike Birdcage, though. Yeah. But I no, d- it's true because she's, yeah, he's, she, he's bringing her home to meet um, her, yeah, the, 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 the and, Nathan Lane and, and Rob Williams. And he's basically like, can you guys pretend you're not yeah, gay? Yeah, because Gene Hackman uh, is a, is like a senator. senator. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, so it, it, and if the senator's daughter is marrying a boy whose parents are gay, that's really going to not fare well for, bode well for him in the But polls. we were visiting you at Kent, uh, our mom, dad, and I drove him down, and we went to some town nearby New and Milford. went to go see this movie, and we, yeah. were, we were kind of like the only ones in the audience, and really? we were like, it was like 97, and we were like... Right. What, the first ten minutes of the movie, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, yeah. What, what? What did we? Did we come see but a gay? Porn? Not not because it was just like, "Oh, weird gay people," mm. but kind of because there weren't really that many gay movies. No, in the mainstream they, they're, they're, you, know, you know what? Though this might have been a breakthrough movie. 
Yeah. yeah. It kind of was. No, it, I, totally I, think, was. I think it was. It you absolutely know, like, was. I think there were some breakthroughs that happened in the, the late 90s, including like Ellen coming out on a show and stuff right. like that. that. That all happened around the same period of time. And then it just kind of like coasted through Will and Grace and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. Right. Um, right. You know, it, it wasn't. Queer Eye for the Straight guy was a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It basically was these things. It was like. The gay community hadn't had a chance for people, aside, honestly, and I'm not even joking, aside from like the village people, yeah. for people to <laughs> fall in love with gay characters yeah. in film. You just, you didn't have that chance. No, it was there like, was nothing. They were always portrayed as like in the shadows or like kind of sketchy, seedy characters yeah. or, you know, think about the bars, the, the Blue Oyster and po- yeah. Police Academy. <laughs> You know what yeah, I mean? Right. So you're like, <laughs> what, what, it, it was like scary. It's like oh, I'm gonna go in here and like get like beat up and raped <laughs> by these like tough bikers. There's guys. a scene so, that the at the Blue Oyster in every single police academy, isn't there? They Don't always, they always they, like, like they or like they'll like subvert the bad guys to going in there or something like that. They're like they're in here, and they're yeah. always doing the they're always but biker gang, but they're always doing like ballroom dancing. In there. Dude, that is the greatest like runner in those movies. The, the yeah, the Blue Oyster. Yeah, I think. I think that there were a couple of like oh, moments man. along like the the timeline where like where the gay community was celebrated until it just became like a normal accepted thing. I mean, no, say, now you say that no, as people yeah, like totally. living in Los Angeles, obviously. Too, but, but, but if you also look at it, like they had to be portrayed so flamboyant yeah. in this, <laughs> yeah, right. and like their houseboy, that like rough trade uh, Hank Azaria, Hank Azaria is just this like <laughs> super flaming like rough trade guy, and like they're just like the the flamboyant like Fire Island esque yeah. thing where. But I guess it's, you know, that's evolution. Man, Robin Williams. Whatever. You know, I, I got to say, so he committed suicide, yeah. right? And I know that mental illness is a disease and, yeah. you know, it's, it's sad. But, like, really, like, there, I know what was he starting to get Parkinson's or something. Yeah. So he wasn't going to be able to do his improv. Like, ride it out, dude. Like, yeah. get on some medication. Forget about your fucking career. Yeah. Like, live on your winery. Look at, look at, look at like, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. He's yeah, fucking he's still, like, he's still crushing it. Yeah, yeah, and he's shaking like a fucking <laughs> like a maraca on fucking <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. No, I mean Robin uh, Williams is he's fucking incredible. Like I mean, he really he's, like he's like an alien who came to planet Earth, you know. And you know what's funny mm. is I, actually when Robin Williams died, I remember thinking like the only person I could compare him to like on this level of like talent, I guess, would be like Michael Jackson, where he was like a real troubled genius, like. Performer, right, right, right. Totally. But I mean, uh, you know who's like a who's like the diet right of Robin Williams is Martin Short. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow, great fucking yeah, call. Like, I, like <laughs> I, I love Martin Short. He's great. Ed Grimley. Ed <laughs> Clifford. Grimley. Clifford is one of the. It's one of my favorite movies. You know what? Time. That's a movie for me where I could get distracted because I haven't seen it in so long. Have you seen Clifford? Yo, the dog movie. No, no, no. no, no. Where, where, uh, no. Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin adopts Martin Short. Well, no, it's like oh, basically whoa. Charles Grodin <laughs> is a theme park ride designer, and he's just created a, a ride called Larry the Scary oh, Rex yes. at Dino World. Right. And, and so Robin Williams and his family, who like are. It's, it's uh, Charles Grodin's nephew, and they're strange from Charles Grodin. Like he accidentally causes an emergency plane landing, uh, a plane right. landing in, in Los Angeles, and they won't let him back on the plane. So he ends up staying with Charles Grodin in L.A. Oh, that's right. And, and, th- and Charles Grodin is trying to marry Mary Steenburgen in it, and everything. Yeah. Dabney Coleman plays the villain. Oh, in yeah, it. it's great. Like, it's, great. It's, it's solid. It's solid early '90s gold. Like yeah, it, it's it really one is. of the last Orion pictures, as I, as I recall as well. Which and they always made good movies. Yeah, yeah. Always loved those that Orion was one of those movies. ones you knew the movie was going to be lit when the. Orion thing. <laughs> Robocop? Come on. Uh, Robocop 2? <laughs> Robocop 2 is a gruesome tale. 
Yeah. So was RoboCop 1. Yeah, I mean, RoboCop 1 was the first time I was ever like, wasn't there a scene Cronenberg? with Cronenberg? There's a scene with Toxic Waste. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was the first time I ever saw somebody get burned up by Toxic Waste. No, it's Paul Verhoeven, I think. Yeah. Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, and it was the dad from uh, that 70s show who got burned up, too. Oh, okay. oh wow. I don't know. I can't remember what his real name That guy is, always pops up. Yeah. Is Stallone in that movie where Gene... Uh, Simmons is the bad guy who has that gun <laughs> that can the bullet can follow you, and oh, there's wow. those like mechanical spiders. That's not Ford Fairlane, is it? No, the uh, what and, and, the, and the, the blonde uh, woman from Robocop is in it. It's like hmm. uh, never heard of it. Wait, let's look it up. Gene Simmons, uh, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons plays guy. the bad is it, guy. Is it good? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty <laughs> damn cool when I was a kid. Wait, Gene Simmons from Kiss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, wait, guy. that's yeah, Gene that's Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> not Gene's Simmons. He talk about not boating well in the Me Too time. Like, did you ever hear that Fresh Air where Terry Gross kicks him off? No. Oh, because he, I mean, he goes on to like, I don't know what Terry Gross is thinking having Gene Simmons on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I've had fucking sex with like three hundred women, Terry. Like, and he gets. Completely into. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh is no, it? it's Tom Selleck, not uh, Tom oh, Selleck. Wow. Yeah, Runaway, Runaway. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Tom Damn, Selleck. Selleck, man. Wow. Yeah. Michael Crichton, director, writer, director. Oh yeah. Interesting. May he rest in peace. Of uh, is he dead? Yeah. Oh, of Jurassic Park fame. Yeah. yeah big time. ER fame. Oh, I saw another thing recently that he wrote too. Uh, or he was an uncredited writer on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I what? Think. Really? Michael Crichton? Or no, uh-huh. on J.W. Coop. I've been going to the new Beverly a lot. The yeah. old movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what movie's not great? Congo. No, I watched Congo recently, That's too. not a good movie. No, uh, Tim Curry's good in it, though. Oh, yeah, Tim Curry. Tim well, he's Curry's, good in everything. He's in it. Um, who else is in that? The, the, one of the doctors from Nip Tuck is the, the main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adele right, Delroy right. Windows yeah. in it. Tickle, Amy, tickle. Bad it's gorilla. just not a good movie. Gor- and those gr- white gorillas kill themselves at the <laughs> yeah. end. I, when it came out, my, I remember my friend and I were like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, that movie sucks. Now, I remember sitting, well, because they hyped it up like it was going to be another they Jurassic did, yeah. Park. Like, they it came totally out the did. summer afterwards and everything. And there was that cool, like, diamond laser gun and everything, too. Yeah. But, like, and it, I can't, was it Laura Lenny who's in it? Uh, I think, yeah, I think so. It's like, it, it, I think that. But maybe, it's a really unattractive cast. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bad movie. So you got your kombucha. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've been on a, on a health kick I have. since last time we saw you. Yeah, I, uh, I lost, like, 28 pounds since wow. then. Wow. Um, but I, like, <laughs> like it, you know, it's real simple stuff. I just started eating clean, didn't drink, cut sugar. Uh, isn't it great? It's, su- it's super simple. Like, like it's, it's difficult, but it's simple how to do it, though. Yeah, totally. No, totally. Yeah, you, are you on a smooth? you do smoothies? You know, not really. I just, like, I feel weird saying this, but, like, I started lifting weights all the time. Yeah. So, like, my diet has been actually super heavy in protein because I'm just, I like, I have, like, some, I, w- I want to ride some really big, scary waves. Yeah. And I realized mm. it's, like, I can't do that if I'm carrying around a bunch of bullshit. Like, right. And then I would, once I started, like, lifting weights and I saw, like, immediate growth, I was like, oh, shit, I, be- I probably should just keep doing this for a Are while. you going to the gym or do you have the weights No, I, so I bought, like, collapsible weights. And my buddy, Dan, in Venice, like, he kind of programmed a workout and a diet. He's, a, like, a former bodybuilder nutritionist. So he's like, just do these things. Well, yeah, you oh, start God. lifting weights and you lose weight. You, you see results. Oh, like, yes. so, so, like, I ate clean all through January and I started lifting weights, like, like January 31st, and within like two weeks, I started feeling jacked. Well, uh, no, I, I hear I'm because I eat pretty, I eat pretty light, and I'm doing the insanity workout. I'm like, I'll check myself in the mirror. I'm like, 
Hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it, I but, did it. There you yeah. go. Okay. Fuck me. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm like, I like how I'm looking. Yeah. It but the, the kombucha, that was when I started to really, because I, I used to see all that gut health shit on like Facebook and yeah. stuff, and I was like, miss me on this. And then once you start, with it, you start with the probiotics, you're like, oh my yeah. God. Well, you just, I think what you realize slowly but surely is like, oh, this isn't, this is kind of good for me. Right. If you add in a bunch of kind of good things for you, you got a lot of good things in you all of yeah. a sudden. It's, it's like, again, it's just like, it's, it's stupid simple how to do these things. Mm, just right. like, hey, did, when people, like, I, and you know what's funny is like, it, it's hard because like when you start doing it, you start talking about it all the time. Cause like, I no, got, uh, yeah, totally. it, it's it exciting. Takes over, it takes over your life and you, you yeah, and you, you got more energy and you are excited and everything like that. But I've had straight up had people at my works just walk away from me when I was talking to them about it. Either because they were bored or because they just didn't want to hear. No, it. no, it's why people are like like think people in California are so fucking annoying because it's like all you guys do is fucking exercise and talk about eating kale. Yeah, and yeah, like your kombucha, but it's like it makes you yeah, feel it's fucking I, awesome. I have I to feel say, great. we've done full episodes on this subject, and uh, when you start switching over to like healthier shit, like I. I was like, I watched every Netflix documentary about it because it's like exciting. Yeah. Because like, I always heard about that and was like, nah, that's no, that's bullshit. I was it's just way. bullshit. And yeah. then you're like, holy fuck. And the, I mean, the amount of like mental things that start to happen in your yeah. like your your I think, intuition. You know, is, you know what's really crazy is just like since I've gone through the experience, and I think it's just because like you start to look better, you start to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're you unlock memories. What, your, what, the vibe that you put out too is also like very welcoming. Like I've yeah. never I've never ha- like. I've never been encountered by strangers, I guess, yeah. like, is, is a good way to put it. And, you know, I live in Venice. So, like, there's a lot of weirdos there, too. But you see, I've noticed it more and more. It's like people know are your coming energy. up to, like, talk to me when I'm not even trying to talk to yeah. them or not even looking in their direction. Um, a lot of them are homeless. And they're right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but there was a guy actually yesterday who was like, how do you feel today? And I could tell, I was like, oh, this guy just came here for the first time to work the boardwalk. And he's like, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm like, oh, God. He goes, how do you feel? I go, I feel fantastic. And he goes, oh, my God. He had this sign. And his name was Mr. Fantastic. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, and so I ended up getting pulled. Like He was like, can I interview you for one minute about what it is your life is about? And I was like, And then the next thing you you read it, and yo, Venice, it's just like this guy murdered a pregnant woman. I started talking to him. I was like going on this philosophical rant about how nature is the only church I need. And then I start thinking, this guy diddles kids. Like something, yeah, yeah. something's going to come out about this guy and he's going to use this footage to implicate me in the crime mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, no. And he was like, I've had 79 careers. I was like, that's far too many. Like, were you like, how could you have seventy nine careers? Yeah, are there even seventy nine careers? <laughs> yeah, so you gotta you gotta pick one, dude. Like, just, like, I, don't, I don't consider it a career if you got a job at Home Depot for three weeks and got fired for stealing <laughs> like screwdrivers or something like that. Yeah, seventy nine careers. That, that guy's a terrible employee. <laughs> 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 dude, you're doing something wrong. Hey. And from where I'm sitting, I think I know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get back to your condition your human condition that like you were meant to yeah before all these processed foods were not part of like it's, god's design it, it, you know, oh, that was sure. our like the own mo- we like manipulated our resources to make this garbage stuff it's with true. like it, it's so funny it's because like 
I, dude, I've had so many root canals. I've had more. I've lost count because I had so much sugar growing up and so much candy, and I lo- and I loved it. Yeah, yeah, but I gotta no, say, great. Once I cut my ty- like my connection with it, and it was hard too. It was like I was, oh, I was horribly addicted to sugar, yeah. and I weaned myself off with these bougie popsicles you can buy from like that are made out of fruit and water and agave from Whole Foods. So right. I just like I would just be like, eat one of those stupid popsicles right now and play Red Dead Redemption Two and get sucked <laughs> into this game and forget about the fact that you're hungry wise, you're miserable right yeah. now. Yeah, no, and and now. Now when I have sugar, like I just had a piece of apple pie for dessert, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio just blew a bump of cocaine in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's like direct. No, it's just, no the- sugar is so fucking bad. The fact that we were drinking ginger ale every night oh, for dinner, yeah, for fucking like. But again, years. I was like, nah, that's no, not a thing. Forty-three well, no, grams of sugar. Hey, in- you know what though? Like we grew up in this time where there was this focus on like it's fat-free. Even though this is the whole Seinfeld episode about the fat-free fat yogurt. yogurt, yeah. And the thing is, is like that was the '90s. That was like what the agenda that they're pushing and everything. Like that was like fat-free is the way to go. And I can even remember being like a chubby, like thirteen-year-old, being like, "Well, I can eat these gummy peaches because they're fat-free." It was yeah, like, right. Hey, there's 560 calories in that bag. And then yeah. tons of sugar. And, and they played it off like calories didn't matter at all. It's like, hey, calories are like the only thing that matters. Right. Like, that's what you should be counting all the time. Yeah, you know, it's like the, the fat and, like, when people are like, don't eat avocado. Like, when people go off about the sugar and well, vegetables no, and stuff if like you're that, not, I'm like, nobody who's eating carrots nonstop has ever been fat. I know, ever. yeah. No, right, right. You, the whole thing is to get things that don't have a packaging that says what the calories are, then you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, I hate, like, with the, like, the sugar and fruit. Like, when people, it's just like, well, there's sugar in there. I'm like, fuck off. No, but no, it's natural. It's, it's a, a fucking refined it's a fruit. sugar. It's, you know, and, like, wait, you know, there's, and there's natural fat stuff like avocado. It's just like, hey, eat. Eat avocados all day long. You're never going to get fat from the natural fat. Yeah, same, right. with, like, same with almonds and coconuts. It's just like you're not like you can't eat enough of those things and digest them properly or digest them in the way that would happen to get fat. Like it right. would never happen. But it's just like it's one of those things. Like people just people don't want to eat healthy though. Too no, they like don't, and they be, wonder why their life sucks. It, it's, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so it's, true. It's real. Like I mean, yeah. like I always say, like you don't even remember how how it feels to feel good like, yeah it, it feels good to feel good and you don't know no, you it. forget awesome. no it feels so good to feel good and you forget that and like more people that's why no it, it does become it's like you get obsessed with it and you start watching the documentaries because like what more can i yeah, learn yeah for sure to to feel and, better and you know like i think when you're on like a path to health too like you do just kind of start stacking things on on top of other things you're like well i'm gonna do this now i'm gonna yeah. do this now i'm gonna do yeah. this now like i never in a million years thought i'd ever like lift weights it seemed so <laughs> beneath me and i was just like i surf that's enough but then i just started doing it i was like oh i'm like higher than I've ever been in my life yeah. on this thing. No, but next time you're going to like, now you get into roids. You're like, what else? Can I do? You're like, <laughs> hey, I was thinking like, I was thinking of myself like the other day, I was like, how funny would it be if I took steroids for like two weeks and got like three times as jacked? Like, yeah. He would be so blown away. And I love roid dealers. They're like a very specific <laughs> type yeah, of drug dealer that like they're always they at, like, look the like they, they have like those tank tops with like the really thin. Yep, like, and they, they always have it in their socks. <laughs> <laughs> they're no, just they, like, no, they got a fan. And it's pack always like, sure. oh yeah, Definitely. brother, you're just yeah. gonna take do a look up a few of these. Well, I can shoot you up right here if you want. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I can't even imagine doing steroids. I, oh. I used to do take creatine. Like I'm, I feel like I could take creatine. It's not against the law, is it? No, you can get a GNC. Yeah, I'm not like a pro wrestler. But and to, like, that's more you get really like bulky and big. Yeah. It's not like jacked. 
You're you're right. like, you're not like chiseled. You're I like want, really like, fucking. You're I like, want, like uh, ultimate warrior steroids. Yeah. No, that, exactly. Well, this yeah. is the thing because you have a wrestling uh, Elijah's uh, podcast is the wrestling sheet. It's a, they, probably the biggest wrestling podcast in the world. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be. I mean, it is, on one of the, but the thing is, the is, is through that you actually become a pro wrestler because <laughs> hey, your character, like you, the I, podcast is like courtside <laughs> or ringside, and then like you become part of the story and like you wrestle them, but then you like rip your shirt <laughs> off hey. and they're like, holy shit. Now he's a wrestler. I, I wanted to be a wrestler growing up. I actually, when I was 15, I got a job at McDonald's and I started putting money aside to go to all pro wrestling reigning, uh, wrestling school up in Hayward, California. I, I had it all hey, planned out. I had my whole... By the way, yeah. it might be happening. See, this is how dreams no, happen. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, so I, I, you you, you, know, you had a dream that seems like, oh, you can't be a pro wrestler. However, now you have the podcast. It's getting bigger. It could be at the ringside. <laughs> you're getting more... You also live in Venice you Beach. Also, Isn't that where Hulk Hogan yeah, started? Yeah. yeah it's go. all kind of happening that you could I never actually potentially the dream could be coming true I, hey, that, right now. What would your wrestling name be? Um, Bayou, Elijah. I, I, no, I had a whole plan. It, my, my character was going to be Bayou and he was going to be Bayou Bates and he was going to be a Creole mixed, like uh, a like a Creole like a swamp man mixed with like a voodoo priest. Oh, like Papa Shango. Kind of like Papa Shango mixed with Crocodile Dundee. And he would carry an alligator <laughs> the ring and he'd have a Bowie knife. And he'd have See, like, like he had a, and, and I was going to have a, a friend named Cannonball and it was going to be played by my friend Jake. And he was going to run and hit people in the head and oh, hit him in the wow. stomach with his head. And he was going to be but like, but so Cannonball. here's how the dream happens because now one of your wrestling sheet fans listens to our camp. Good boy who somehow knows Ed McMahon or whatever Vince that McMahon. Vince McMahon <laughs> And gets, yeah, gets you on the Tonight Show with uh, Johnny Carson. And there you go. No. And then this fan is like, wait, I, I, I like this idea, this, like, podcast guy. But, like, he talks about what his character wants to be. And we just, like, make him crazy. And he actually is that character. He's, like, has his podcast. dream character gets a chance and we actually put him into some stories I, and then you because uh, I, I mean uh, there's a lot of schools of thought that like you know if you have a dream you believe it it can fucking happen I, I think in a very strange bizarre way I, but it can happen I have dreams probably I would say once a week maybe not maybe tw- maybe twice a month where I'm backstage at WrestleMania, and they're like, hey, your match is next. And I think to myself, like, <laughs> I'm not even a trained wrestler. Like, what are they thinking? Putting yeah. somebody who's not trained out here on the grandest stage of them all. And I'll be like, okay, Bates, like, you got to make this work. Like, this is your one moment. And, like, I'll walk out. You typically, like, will wake up. And I had that dream pretty regularly. Now, when you still. wake up, are you just like... <sighs> I, no, I'm, like I'm usually dream? kind of just like I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe they're going to put somebody who didn't know what they were doing in the <laughs> ring out there on WrestleMania. What were they thinking? Yeah, but I mean, that's a, I think it might all be happening. I have been <laughs> telling people all the time lately, too. They're like, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to get like, why are you trying to get big now? Because I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And I told them, I was like, I feel like the universe is guiding me this way. And I can't tell you why. I'm just doing it because I feel like this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. And it's going to like lead somewhere. That's yeah, I've been saying, amazing. It's going to lead to the fucking it, WWF. <laughs> Hey, if it, if it led to, like, the WWE championship, I would be like, are you proud of me now, Dad? No, but they, <laughs> like, what's next? It's like, why? That should be a story. A, the podcast guy yeah. who's then wrestling because some wrestler didn't like what he heard on the podcast. And he comes down and, like, like brings you into the ring to, like, for payback. <laughs> I, but then you actually, like, lift him up and stand yeah. him down. And was like, yeah! I would be... So scared, and there have been times like uh, Jamie <laughs> Ivy and one of the one of the one of my co-hosts on on my show. He does he's a he's a manager with uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which is a local outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's times where he he takes bumps and stuff. Bumps meaning like he falls in the ring, he gets slammed and stuff. Uh, but I'm kind of like I'm 36. Like if if I get slammed, it's like I might be permanently injured at this point. 
until I, you know, start taking rights. And then yeah, that point, yeah, yeah then you're good. But I'll, I'll give you another example. Like, so when we were starting our band, yeah. I liked the idea of, like, I want to see if we can become rock stars. Yeah. So, well, how do you do that? Well, first you got to start a band. Yeah, yeah. So, well, okay, well, I got some musician friends, so we can do this. All right, well, now we got to make a record. Well, we don't have it. Well, we just, let's just go make one and, like, yeah. see where that goes. And then you start playing some shows. And the shows are like kind of good, and then you do a tour, and some people check out your music, and they kind of like it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that we if you actually stayed on that path. And then I was like, once I realized that you can just do it, yeah. and it could happen, I was kind of like, well, I, I got to put my, uh, you know, there's not a lot of money in music anymore, yeah, right. and I've got other avenues that I need to focus on. <laughs> and and, and, and the, some of the annoyances that were coming up were just kind of like not worth the thing, but I was like, I could have done that. I think think there's part of you, though, too, that also feels like I tried it. You know, like I think that's like, and not not that you're not doing it still, that you couldn't continue doing it. But I remember I even tried to do uh, uh, UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade, when I was in my late 20s. Uh, mid to late twenties, and and I did it. Tried to do it for like a year and a half. I, I took a bunch of improv classes. I took like uh, the uh, sketch writing classes that they had here, whatever they had available. But I kind of got to this point in like looking at the crowd of people, the dedication that they were putting into it, the the amount that they were building themselves into the community yeah. centered around that. Right, right. And I really realized like it, cr- I was yeah. like, I don't want to do that. Like, I, and and I didn't enjoy. The, I didn't enjoy improv at all. Um, yeah, I didn't I, either. I, I just, I felt like they would teach you all these tools and then somebody would do a fart joke that they weren't supposed to do and it would get all the laughs. Like, right. There were just times where I felt like the people getting the most laughs are the people breaking the rules of what you're supposed to be doing here. But the, the, point, the, the point is... But you I can it, do it. No, and you probably could have done it. And like, yeah. the, but then a couple things happened. Like, so we went on the tour and like you got back after four days of that and it's like... Well, man, I'm, I'm like 38. Like, <laughs> I, I, got, I mean, this is, I don't, do I want to be in a van yeah. for fucking right. three months yeah. with like, just like, these I mean, dudes, do I want to be dealing with like the, the text where it's like, all right, guys, can everyone do rehearsal? And it's oh, like, Jesus. And then at the last minute, someone bails and it's like, all right, what am I going to ultimately get like out of this? Yeah. Like, is it going to even, and you're but, spending a lot of money too. You're spending like, but however, I do believe that if we'd kept doing it, we could have, been a band yeah we that, could have i mean maybe like i actually envisioned it like opening for ween or something yeah you yeah, know like right, something right, right. of that sort of level yeah and who knows maybe you kind of have that rando you, like i'm just saying it can happen yeah and like your wrestling dream and also your mind has a funny way of your conscious mind is like oh well i'm working and for disney and i'm just a podcaster with the wrestling sheet and stuff like that but your your dream mind your subconscious mind still has that thing and clearly it's, it's yeah, still making yeah. It's Clearly. still like, wait a second. No, I want to make that happen <laughs> for you. It's it, and, and I mean, like, um, it would if I ever got a chance to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, I would totally like. If somebody was like, "Hey, listen, this is gonna sound crazy, but we're gonna give you a year off and pay for you to train to become a pro wrestler because we want to put you at WrestleMania," I'd be like, "Yeah, I will do whatever it takes to make this amazing. <laughs> yeah, and to be the greatest wrestler that I can be. Right, that would be awesome. I, I, but I definitely, I spent a lot of time on the trampoline training. My brother did too. Like we both, it was our dream, like to to make that happen. Dude, I mean, this is the thing. If that dream was big as a kid, it might be out of your control how alive it still is. Yeah. See, well, when you, you, what would when your you, intro music be? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Steely Dan? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's the, she's the Lord way. 
Yeah, that'd like, be great if that was your well, if you're you, Doctor Wu. Buy you, yeah. buy you, Bob is gonna have maybe like Pearl the Quarter. That's what know? I was thinking. <laughs> I was actually yeah. thinking like when we're in New Orleans, like I gotta get some red beans and rice for a quarter. No, have you been in New Orleans? <laughs> never. Oh man, uh, this is great because we were out to a Korean barbecue last night with another friend who'd never been in New Orleans. We're all going to this wedding in a couple weeks. With oh like, man. Every friend that it's you know is going to be in New Orleans. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm, I'm scared. I'll be honest I, with you. Like, I'm a little, like, I, I'm not scared in a bad way, but I'm like, this is going to be a crazy weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's just, no, you know, I mean, you're going to, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not helping. No, but I mean, you're not like, I mean, I feel like the days are over. It's like you're going to have like a pound of blow. No, because it's not like evil like Vegas is. Yeah. It's like there's a charm there and it's debaucherous as fuck, but I don't know. It's it's different. It's evil like Anne Rice's books are. Yeah, right. No, there is that. There's like the ghost vampire element. Like dark shit can go down there, but. I don't know, and, and I know that crime is relatively the same as it has always been there. I, but I'm never afraid of crime. It's more just like no, but it's, what uh, trouble are we going to get the, into? The real creepy Katrina, Katrina kind of knocked out some of the real. Although I don't know, I mean, I feel like every but time like when I've gone to New Orleans, I've never been like, "Get me the fuck out of here." When I go to Vegas and yeah. I love Vegas, yeah. I'm like, "Get me the fuck home." Yeah, like, and I really do love Vegas, but you're there, and it's so fucking just like. Gambling. Well, I, feel and casinos, like when, like, I feel like when the scene is just too manufactured to be that specifically. Like New Orleans mm-hmm. is a place that it rolled out organically and happened organically. You know, like there's nothing put exactly. on about. I mean, it's from my understanding of it, if somebody hasn't been there, there's nothing put on well, about it. It can't be more, as organic as building a city below sea level. <laughs> 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 like did they not have did they not like, have yeah. measuring tapes back <laughs> then? I just feel like they should have thought about that at least. But that's the craziest shit when you are driving and you're looking. At Lake Pontchartrain, yeah. The city, the skyline of the city is oh yeah, down. it's fucking weird. It's so it's a weird, weird city. Yeah, but like the coolest city ever. Yeah, I'm so uh, I'm so. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have a blast, yeah. and we're all at the same hotel. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. But then, no, I mean, New Orleans can have a way of like getting you out of there with it if it feels like you're gonna get you're not ready to like. Get all fucked. I mean, I dude, nor- some shit's gonna go down that you're not expecting. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's what yeah, I would ex- always that, surprise you. That's yeah. what I expect. It's yeah, the unexpected. Right. Um, well, that'll happen down there. Yeah, I can't wait. We'll be like different people by the time we come back. Yeah. We'll be, oh, oh. By the way, shout out to and I know this isn't an official sponsor, but it might be. Is uh, I got Cheers, uh, AK, formerly known as Thrive. Oh, oh. You might have seen on Shark Tank. Uh-huh. It's a hangover supplement. Oh. Dude, I like you always saw this and you're just like, that's just a yeah. placebo. Yeah. I got them. There are three pills you take after this is now after last night. This is my second time taking it. Take three pills before bed and, and make this little drink that tastes like tang and yeah. fucking take one of those down. Dude, it's like <laughs> magic. That's awesome. And what it does is like, look, I woke up at six, seven this morning and I knew I went out drinking last night, but like there, it, you know how like when you're hungover, you just feel so vulnerable and exposed yeah. to everything, yeah, to yeah, your yeah. emotions, to fucking just physical pain. You can't focus. It's, it's you can't dark. concentrate. It's, it's, a, it's a dark time to even this, like like because I might I might take one night till until I watch the Michael Jackson documentary because I still have a hangover right yeah. right yeah no I'm really vulnerable. I'm ready for it because what it does <laughs> it, it replenishes it and it also. It, it, it specifically targets your liver for, yeah. like, what it needs to, like, process the alcohol. Like, what, what you have is it really gives you that energy that you lose when you have a hangover. 
And like that feeling of like, oh my God, I need another drink. That was what they targeted were the uh, symptoms of alcohol withdrawal and like yeah. fighting that. Dude, it's magic. Wow. Yeah, it's I, I, cheers. I bought some today. I'm looking wow. forward to Dude. it. Dude. Where do you buy and it from? And then you take. Uh, Amazon. Okay. You take, uh, the next morning you take another of the drinks and you're like, I mean, you're ready to fucking rock. Yeah. Yeah. I want to bring some to New Orleans. Oh yeah, I definitely am. Yeah, it's fucking magic. It's fun to uh, buy that stuff that you as that you saw on Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's like whenever you like, yeah, like uh, like we this dude in Venice try, is trying to get on Shark Tank right now. That I, that I surf with. Did I should tell you guys about this? He has the shape cheese. What is that? So. It's a cheese shaper. Um, I guess that doesn't tell you what it is either. But it's for making like cheese bowls. So you put like your omelet in the cheese bowl and you eat the bowl. Oh. It's like a bread bowl, but with cheese. Ooh, or it makes oh, also like taco shells like that, Oh, okay. Too. Oh, okay. But he made, a whole, huh. he made a whole infomercial for it, and I was like, this dude belongs on Shark Tank. Yeah. So well, how do you get on there? To- I don't know. Uh, the, I, I was, there was that, uh, the only thing I've gotten from Shark Tank, besides this hangover cure, was these, uh, bra- these like cookie brownies yes. things. And they were on, and they didn't get a shark to invest, but they were so fucking good. So I looked them up on Google and found them, and I ordered them. them. This yeah. was, and I was getting ready to move from Venice to here, and I ordered them, and like literally, like so, two weeks went by, and I was like, "Hey guys, just like checking on my order," yeah. and I didn't hear back from like fucking a month goes by, and I'm getting ready to leave Venice, so I need to like change my mail, and it's like they're gonna come and they're yeah. gonna still be there and be still. So I emailed them this. I was just like. So they didn't get a shark on when they were there. So I just said, where is my order? All caps. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then I was like, you guys might be the least professional company I've ever experienced. No wonder you didn't get an investor on Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still without my order. I placed my order on July 10th. It's now August 6th. I called you last week but didn't get a response. I emailed you two weeks ago and didn't get a response. What the fuck kind of customer service is that? I'd sit here and say that I want a refund, but somehow I think that's unlikely given how you've completely ghosted me since I placed <laughs> my order. So with that being said, keep my money and go take some fucking business classes because you don't know how to run one. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was just pissed. Yeah. Like when you order something and it's like a month has gone no, by no. and I don't even have them. That's like you know, like that's like the type like when when you your order gets screwed up at a restaurant and the manager is like, sorry, I can't do anything and it's like yeah. you're the manager yeah, what do you no. mean <laughs> i don't know why i was just so pissed did they respond to it yeah they're like good afternoon thank you for reaching out so our records indicate that your order was shipped july 28th and you definitely should have received it by now but i didn't yeah and he's like i will have your order reshipped tomorrow i will also issue a complete refund you will receive a separate email confirming the refund and then i was like got them they're delicious thanks <laughs> <laughs> and then i looked them up i looked them up and they they have a fucking um, a bakery in la so oh. i could have just on but i was just so pissed off you yeah. know no like i mean as you should be it's like uh, this is 2000 <laughs> but that email literally where like, is my order i didn't have to like do a draft like uh, like revise that it just fucking poured out of right. me in like one take i used <laughs> to write huge manifestos like to places to try and get free food no, I mean, after I saw summer school, I was like, oh, dude, this is like, yeah, you can fucking get anything you want. And it's actually really true. If you take time to, like, write the customer service, they're going to. I did the same thing with Blue Apron because they've been they were, like, so good. And they sent me two um, two straight, like, packages without the spice blends. Yeah. And the spice blends are what make those meals yeah, so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. And I was just like. I'm mad because you got you got like the standard you've set is like excellent. You guys are so fucking good. I like tried to make them really feel bad, right? Because yeah. I was like, you guys are so fucking good. I love your company. I'm really bummed that this has happened because yeah. like 
it completely ruined the meals experience. For I love me. how you have to have that conversation with a company. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Like you're but it was because I expect like so you're talking much to your them. son. And, and they probably got that email just like, oh, he's so right. Like we, like, we do have a great company. It's like, act like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what are me and your mom going to do with you? <laughs> you still do Blue Apron? No. I st- I, you know, I, I'm still active subscriber who actively goes on once a month and cancels the next six orders oh, to come. Right, right, right. Because right. I'm like, oh, you, maybe I still might want it one week or something like that. I'll, you know, just, I'll cancel it as far as I can. And then, you know, like, and then I'll realize all of a sudden, like, have I not canceled in time again? And I'll, like, rush to my computer to go to Blue Apron just because I'm, like, worried they're already sent my order and everything like that. But, no, actually, I, it, it was a really valuable service, actually. I learned oh, a great. lot about cooking, about prep, about spicing and stuff like that. But then I kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to do this myself. I'm just going to, like, buy the spices. Oh, yeah, totally. And just, like, make sure I have all that stuff. I, I was just like, I'm just going to use DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good on a date when you when you say I do Blue Apron. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, most of the stuff that I've been making lately has been, like, not the kind of food anybody else would want to eat just because I'm like, oh, cauliflower, carrots. Now, are you full vegan? No, definitely not. I mean, I'm eating an absurd amount of meat just for for the, for the protein. Well, I mean, you can eat a ton of meat at like the, um, cause there's like the keto diet. Yeah. But then you got to cut fucking carbs out, which is really, really hard. I got to tell you, the trick is just eat, Tons of fibrous veggies and nothing yeah. can stay in you. That's no, true. Like nothing right. can possibly stay in you if your stomach is also filled with carrots. Oh, by and, the way, uh, have you tried done colon hydrotherapy yet? No, dude. Uh, I've been go see into our it, girl Mary down on Pico. I'm yeah. way into that. Colon rolling. Yeah. Oh, it's the you best. You do, do three back to back sessions, and then you kind of go like I go over like four months, yeah. dude. You want to talk about like shit opening up in your brain? <laughs> like hey, this shit. Like I'm into it. I started Literally, like I started like seeing the future. <laughs> Like, I, I'm serious. Like, I, it's crazy. Well, somebody dude. asked me what it felt like. I was like, it felt like great sex and a great shit yeah. combined together. That's what it felt like when I first went. I, I was mean, like, oh, dude, but I, I was like, like oh, I was like communicating. I feel amazing. I, I, it like unlocked some shit because I was like communicating with the universe. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, that what that inspired me to start working out because I went there and she she does that thing that monitors like the amount of fat you have around your organs. Yeah. Right. And mine was high, and I was like, she's like, because you're not exercising. I was like, oh, insanity yeah. workout. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. It's really yeah. easy. Just just do it. <laughs> you know, like, no, that stuff the ex- is good. The exercise is just like, hey, just do it. Like, I just do it right when I wake up, and I'm just like, get this miserable moment. Dude, in day I do the, the same way. thing. As soon as I get out of bed, I bust out push ups. Yeah. And then I'm done well, with it. Well, because it's just like, you know, it's the same ethos of like when you surf in the morning, you get your, your gear on and you get out there before you wake up. So you're already paddling. You're like, this is so ungodly cold out here. Right. But I'm already here. I'm already in the midst of it. I'm, I'm, now I'm waking up and everything. But, it's yeah. like, but once you're doing something after you've woken up, it's just like, yeah, you're just doing it now. Like, just get it over with. Right. And you've been the featured surfer on that Venice Beach cam. I've, <laughs> I've been busting out there. Yeah. And uh, our Australian friend had some nice commentary. Yeah, well, uh, you know, bird hit the Venice breakwater. There's a lot of little bellies, there's a lot of little gibblers rolling in. Oh, not a lot of people catching them, but uh. <laughs> I love that guy. I do too. He's so, you know, what my favorite part, like, he, he's such a jolly character. He yeah. Re- he really is, is stoked. Like, the thing is, like, it's just me coming through at those moments because I'll right. see him like, whoa, look at how beautiful that wave is. And it's just like, that's really just me being like, God, I really wish I was surfing that wave right now. Right. Wait, did we talk about you going on like a date as in that, in that character? <laughs> 
Like you should make oh, yeah, like, the, a bu- like a Bumble profile. I, I have like had that. people that literally like that I met on a dating app when I met them. They were like, I literally thought you were Australian. Oh, okay. Right. Like, I it. thought you were Australian because I, I just saw you do like all this stupid accent and everything. <laughs> um, uh, hey, how do, I got a question for you. Have you ever seen somebody that you know from Instagram that's like, no, not necessarily Insta famous, but somebody you follow and then just got up and been like, hey, I know you from like, I, hi. Um, the other person from Instagram, I know you from Instagram. Oh, like, yeah, because I have a lot of Instagram friends that I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know until Instagram. Um, I'm trying to think. Wait, say that again. Okay, so, ever... so I'll give you an example. Um, yesterday, I was, walking, I was walking out to go surf, and um, in front of me was this, like, beautiful fit woman on rollerblades, and she was, like, you know, leaning over, buckling her boots and everything, and I was like, okay, Bates, like, figure out a way to, like, talk to this person. And when she stood up, I was like, I, I can't remember exactly how, but I, I, I followed her for a period of time on Instagram. And then I was like, oh, shoot, that is like, that going to be weird? And she kind of skated away, but then she skated back around to where I was. And I just was like, hey, uh, oh, I know you from Instagram. Oh, okay. okay you know, like, it, and, and she was just like, okay. And I was just like, oh, my name is Brindlebeard. Uh, and, I like, and, and I was like, this is really weird. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, geez, really? yeah. And then and she goes, how did you recognize me? And I go... I mean, you know, like, you're a you're beautiful woman, in, like, on rollerblades in Venice Beach. Like, there's not a lot of you. And she started laughing. And I didn't even mean to say it as a joke. I was really nervous, actually. Right. But she took it as a joke. And I was like, all right, just play off of it like you meant, like you meant it was joking and everything. And I ended up talking to her for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, that's great. Are you going yeah. out did, with her? Did you fuck her? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she's, she's going to come back, like, next weekend or the weekend after that. We're going to, like. Uh, fuck. <laughs> she listens to the show now. She's never. Uh, over. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I love that. That's a nice. Uh, that's a nice. That's a real meat cute. I, uh, yeah, like it was. It was kind of one of those moments where I was just like, "Is this like a psycho move right now? Like to do something like that?" So wait. So you follow her, and so you follow each other on Instagram, but you've never. She I didn't mean, follow me, and which I didn't, she probably oh, sees Brindlebeard liked your picture. Probably. Sometimes. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Got and it. I, and I had tried to like DM her naturally because that's what oh, dudes do, right. you know. Yeah. Of course. And so I was just like, and then uh, they, but so like whenever we like kind of said goodbye, she was like, "Message me, like maybe we can get a beer later or something like that." Mm-hmm. And when I went to go message her, I like looked at the previous message history I was like oh you son of a bitch like you are like you're totally just trying to like talk this chick up earlier but you hadn't met her right so it was just like it wasn't even possible to have a real conversation yeah you know the best thing about the DM is that you can unsend it before they see it oh really the only pro- oh you can oh yeah the only problem is they they're notified they so they they see they get a message and then they they're notified that it was unsend. oh wow so you know that that message was lit <laughs> well it's also like it's it's one of those weird things when you see it, like when somebody likes a post or whenever, like, in, or when they friend you, and then you look and they've defriended you already. It's like, oh, that person didn't actually mean to do that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I remember, I was going out with this girl like two two years ago for like a couple months, and her mom friended me and then unfriended me real fast. Oh, but I yeah. but I found out the name, and I was already looking at the account, and I was just like, oh, clearly they're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, has the DM ever worked out for you? Oh, ever, for sure. Yeah. Really, it's never worked out for yeah. me. Yeah. I um. I've I've met people that's probably DM. because I slid into Lindsey Vaughn's DM. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Anastasia <laughs> Ashley? Hi, it's me, Phil. <laughs> no, I literally, I, I, I said I mean, generally, like, DM. if I, if, like, I see a girl who, like, looks at my story or, like, she looks at my story, I'm like, oh, she wants to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You, you never do know. And it's just like, and, and you know what? Like, I think it goes without saying, like, hey, if you're confident about who you are and everything like that, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe. At that rate. 
380 women want to fuck me right now <laughs> as of yesterday's no, story. I, I met um, I met a, a woman on Instagram like back in like 2015, and we messaged back and forth. And I ended up the next year uh, she lived in Hawaii, and I, I went and stayed with her in Hawaii actually. For, like, oh, I think I remember, you remember yeah. telling me that. Yeah. So like I mean I've had a, a couple situations I guess, but I think that was something that happened a lot more in 2015, let's say, right. compared to like 2019 where it's just like a joke. So I think it's, yeah, but true. I think it's pretty common because it, I think Instagram, you know, there's the there's the like uh, dating ones. There's like Tinder, yeah, and then there's dating sites like Match.com, and then Instagram kind of falls in this interesting little place because you yeah. kind of get to know someone's like vibe and aesthetic a little yeah. bit. And oh, it's, you definitely do. Yeah, and I mean, well, you, I, you get I, to know the version of the person that they want you to know. Right. Well, there's that. It's yeah, and you illusion. have so, you have so many. F- pictures as opposed to the five you have on Bumble. So you do get a little bit more of a sense of, oh, I kind of like where that or, or you you have uh, uh, you can kind of fall in love with an illusion of a person. Well, I think I started looking hey. at it. was like, hey, you have a type bait. It's super fit, majorly attractive. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you have a real type there. And you're and they're all out of your league. But thank God for Instagram because when I uh, match with a girl on, online and then I look them up, I find them on Instagram and then I see what they really look you up. You know what? Like, that's the hard part about oh, it. Like it's, it's what makes me like kind of dislike using dating apps. Oh, they're terrible. Because like, let's say that person is awesome. You're going to give them at least a shot if they're, let's say, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but if they're a gross fat pig, they're going to be more enjoyable if you meet them in person, probably if they're, they've got a beautiful personality or something like yeah, that. It doesn't right. necessarily mean that you're going to end up with them or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I do feel like there's a lot of times I, I did the same thing and I finally got to the point. It's like I got to race the dating apps because like I'm literally, and that's also one uh, kind of around the moment where I was like, I got to get in better shape because I'm like judging people for being like big fat pigs. And then I looked at the mirror, it's like, hey, you're a big fat pig. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm, I got back on them, but I don't swipe. I just wait until I have a notice that someone swiped me. I'm like, oh, uh, nah, I don't like. I like that. I can't sit there and be like, Ugh. no, because it, yeah. it, it's just it's so it's so mind numbing yeah. and not real. So it's, right. it's buried all the way in the back of my phone, but then oh, I just wait until I get the notice. Like, oh, someone's like doing Bumble. I had a couple. I, I, I had Hinge going for for a while. And, like, I met a couple of cool people and everything like that, but I just kind of got to the point where, like, I'm just, I'm so focused on this, and, like, I, I, my attention span just, like, zeroes in on it. It's just like, oh, when when's the timer going to run up so I can do it again, you know? Like, to... Um the last time, yeah, the last time I did it, I get like it, I, it's like a drug. Yeah. No, it totally is. And I'm like, oh, and then you get you get all these different things, and you're like, oh, I want to get a like a bunch of other dates set up. Yeah. And then mm. you're like, what? Am, like uh, I'm turning into like man- fucking Ted Bundy. Here. <laughs> no, and it's like no man- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. managing, managing and feigning the conversation at a certain point. I was like, I've got no time. I've got no patience left for this. I can't. It sucks. I can't. Happy Friday. I hate that. I yeah. hate when people say, you know, know there, yeah. there's a part of it. Like I, I, I've had to like call myself out on this. Like, I, cause I worked in an office for most of my career really. And I got to a point where somebody was just like, Pfft. somebody said to me, I was like, don't worry. The weekend's almost here. Oh yeah. And I was like, you are 36 dude. And you sound like it right now. I was just like Pfft. Mondays, right? Oh God. <laughs> people. Hey, but, but you know, it's sad. There's moments like that that happen sometimes now where it's somebody like my age that says it. And I can just see, how tired their eyes are I'm like you're right thank god the weekend's here yeah and, and it's like I kind of feel it too where you realize like where you realize like you become like a dorky non-dad right but did you do anything for St. Patrick's Day um, no, I had a pretty intense day of like activity on on Saturday that included like biking 15 miles and doing a hike and surfing and working out where I was just like yesterday I was pretty much a corpse uh, but I did like a like I, I did 
fell asleep on the beach as if I was drunk, though. Oh, we went to go. Korean barbecue. I didn't realize yeah. how un-St. Patrick's Day my St. Patrick's <laughs> no, Day we was. Really Wait, flipped it how was the head? concert, by the way? It was awesome. So was we went cool. to see Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets, which is the drummer from Pink Floyd doing the old Sid Barrett stuff, like the real trippy. Weird. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, but and then they threw in, um, is it Helpless? I saw the helpless, one that you put uh, I thought one Helpless of the, was from the, one of these uh, Helpless days, is from Metal. It? And they did one of these days. One yeah. of these days, yeah. But yeah. Sid Barrett wasn't on that. That's no, no. Yeah, right. Sid Barrett was Dunzo by Saucer. But they might they right. might have been like, right. um, Piper, the, which was the first They might have been the songs, because they were saying like these were songs maybe written or Sid had a hand in. Yeah, right. Or like he inspired them. Yeah, maybe. they were like right. Sid adjacent. <laughs> Yeah. Sid yeah. Barrett's like one of the weirdest like music characters to me. He like, really is. Just because yeah. like he the Pink Floyd you know and love wouldn't exist without him, but he has little to no musical influence over their style. <laughs> and he's kind of like the bad guy in a horror movie. I mean like everything <laughs> you hear about him is he's so crazy. scary. But they were like and he broke in when to the studio when we were recording Wish You Were Here and you hear those tales, it's like Hey, didn't he have a caretaker or something like that? Like, yeah. Like, oh, he was they, they like were, fat and, and bald. He's fat and he had yeah. shaved his eyebrows off right. and yeah. stuff. And it was just like, damn, that's really sad. No, that dude it, didn't die till like 2006, 2007, oh, right. yeah. too. Like, he was around for a long there, time. There needs to be a, a proper documentary on him. You know, actually, I'm going to get a book about Sid Bear because I'm sure there are stories we don't even know. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. They're because are. they're always like, yeah, he'd go to well, stores and just try on like 10 pairs of pants and then walk out. Like, I, I, you know, like, I, I don't know, I mean, how much I trust it, though, because if it comes from Waters, especially from that period of time, I don't know like how much I can trust Waters' agenda with like what yeah. he wants us to believe. Well, Nate Mason kind of threw those guys all into the bus. Oh, he last totally time. did. Yeah, Wait, he's like, like you've how? seen the great Roger Waters show yeah. and the Church of David Gilmore. He's like, this is my run, and we're did just he, gonna have he, a fucking good he, time. He was, yeah, well, they all hate each he other. He sang on Dark Side of the Moon, didn't he? Or was that? Or am I thinking of Richard Wright? Uh, is he just the one that's like, I was rather drunk at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been mad. Yeah. You had to say you're a madman. Yeah. Uh, he, um, that, it was sick though. It was, those songs sounded great. Live. Wait, wait, where's the Wiltern? Yeah. And like the, what was that band he had? It was like the, the least psychedelic looking well, dudes. No, like there were three seen. guys. It was like boot jingles as fuck. <laughs> that boot yeah, cut, yeah, they, right. they were all these just like dad they rockers. Like a dad rock they band. all had like really uh, boot cut jeans and like open Hawaiian shirts, but the band they ripped and, and oh, the crowd very good. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, look, Roger Nick Mason has not. Ha- I mean, look, he was in Pink Floyd. That's awesome. But like, Roger Waters and uh, Gilmore have gone on to do some big things. And yeah. you know, Nick Mason's. Like, but I mean, this guy's. He sold out. The- I was like, oh, we're not going to have to get tickets. They were fucking sold out yeah. both yeah, nights. Right. I mean, you're people love Pink people Floyd. People fucking yeah. loved it, and like, we're and he I was having just, a blast. You know, like even the connection to Floyd in, in any way, shape, or form. That's why, like, you hear of like, oh, Gilmore's got a new album coming out, regardless of how bad it might be or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you still get excited for it. And I can remember when I when I was in college, I started getting into Floyd, and uh, naturally, Dark Side is like you know the gateway into it and everything like that. And then you discover you listen all through the wall. I wish you were here. And then you find animals, and you find out metal is like really close to Dark Side and stuff like that. Then you find the Division but Bell. Then you find Division Bell. A, you know, momentary lapse, but then you kind of go back and you're like, what was their early stuff like? And it's so crazy, the separation. I think it happens in Adam Hart Mother, really, where, like, the sounds start to diverge. Right. And Adam Hart Mother's weird as hell. One time we were in a bar and we put, like, 20 bucks into oh, the jukebox. Oh, good for you. That's a fun we, game. And we put on only all the craziest, <laughs> longest that. Yeah. songs. Yeah. And, no. and it, like, literally... Emptied the bar out, dude. <laughs> we used to do the twenty minute days to confuse from Sorry the same where Jimmy Page has the violin bow and it's just like, <laughs> and yeah, I used to love doing that or like throw Enya. The on. best, the best oh, is like yeah. the best is Echoes because like Pink Floyd Echoes oh, yeah. is like the entire other side of metal and it goes, yeah. <laughs> 
there's all these songs. Like, literally, my friend's girlfriend oh. ran this bar, and she was so upset with us because, like, all of her tips walked out the door. I did not realize that the Beastie Boys' Gratitude was a Floyd... Uh, inspired riff that they played in because I never rem- I I never understood why uh, the gratitude video they um, do like Pink Floyd Pompeii uh-huh. it, and it's because that uh, Beastie Boys song is like that Pink Floyd song they played last night that sounds like gratitude. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. got it. It's like real bass that. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was. it was sick. Yeah, it was the great. It was exactly how I wanted to spend St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, because I can't. Was there anybody of a St. Patrick? Was there anybody? Like I mean, I was. No, not at all. Yeah, I. I wouldn't have even. I mean, we were in Koreatown, so there's not. I mean, so even at the the barbecue. I hate. I hate holidays that are all. It's all. About drinking, yeah, yeah. I just don't well, it's, it's like just even this mass convergence people, of people. People ask me like, "Are you going to go out on Main Street in Santa Monica?" I was like, "Absolutely not." Yeah, <laughs> like that's nah. a, like no. Like, it's I, like going to Munich for Oktoberfest. Yeah, I'd rather go to Munich in like March. I I legit like I, I yeah I, I I would never like it's like Cinco de Mayo. It's like I'm are you it's like are you going to go to like this. Mexican food place at Third Street Promenade. I was like, no, I would never do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy talk. Totally. No, that's the day that I'm going to go to like McSwiggins. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> like, O'Neill's Pub or whatever the fuck. What was the name of that place, that steakhouse that we went to that one time? Oh, oh Billingsley's. 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 <laughs> Dude, there's Which something. Which is, if you've ever seen the movie American Sniper, it's in that. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. There's something about, because it's like uh, hot summer days in, uh, <laughs> in LA and going to those like dark steakhouses with no <laughs> yeah. windows during the Day. It's the best. It's a great vibe. We gotta, we gotta go there. There's again. something about know, having like a day buzz with like a martini and a steak, and then you step out into that hot uh, LA it's great. sun. I think I think awesome. we we did Billingsley's followed by mm. uh what's the Oh a huge party at our place. No, there was the, 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 the was that bar oh, lost, and lost, and the lost and found, man. Oh yeah, we popped in there for a couple of drinks, but they uh that was a great way to kick off Fourth of July. Yeah, we yeah. had that. Deep, LA oh though God. is the king of dark, dark bar restaurants yeah. that are open during the day. Yeah. Like um, that. That like uh, well, you L- got that. You got Musso. I mean, all Taylor's, of them. There's yeah. so many lost and found. I love those little places where it's just like yeah, it's a little jazz club slash steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, it's like why? And, and uh, there's so many that have the piano player with the bar around the piano player where you can sit and yeah. have your drink there. While oh, like Casa playing. Escobar. Yeah. And Santa Monica's great. And then you got uh, Dear John's at Culver City is another, Ooh, another one. Mm-hmm. Dear John's. Dear John's, Dear John's, is, John's good. is awesome. Yeah, Dear good John's steak. is great. Uh, their food's okay. It's just like fun. You got cocktails with Zimmy in there. He's like this lounge singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like, kind of has like the whole best Don't go part. changing. <laughs> Yo, Casa Escobar. You've been to Casa Escobar? That yeah, place yeah. is great. Oh, dude, Casa Escobar is the goat. That place really is great. <laughs> I love a good steakhouse. I love when things are the goat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying it a lot lately. It's uh, The Rock today posted his, th- his three goats of pro wrestling. Right. And it was like Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow. Can't, I can't argue with those. Those yeah. are. I mean, if The Rock tells you that, it's just like, well, you're one of the greatest of all time. So yeah. How much time we got left there, Phil? We got about two minutes. Two left. minutes. So uh, your podcast, The Wrestling Sheet, is it just does it get bigger every week? Yeah, you know, like I, I will. You know, like wrestling is in the middle of a boom period right now. What, yeah. what that means is that um, it, although it's not just WWE now, there's a lot of other wrestling organizations, independent wrestling organizations that are getting a lot of traction. There's a lot of places. For, there's just like wrestling is huge. It's it, and it's mostly you know a social media driven. Uh, you know, digital streaming driven industry now at this mm-hmm. point too, where because they know their fan base and they know that their fan base, like a Mar- like a fan of the Marvel movies, isn't gonna, not going to be like, well, I'm not going to see 
Captain Marvel. Right, right. But right. I'm going to see all the rest of the movies. They're going to go see every movie. So wrestling fans are kind of like that too. And so it's just like it's reached this point to where the stuff that we're talking about is like it's a, a lot of it's centered around WWE, but a lot of it's centered around like New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's I like, feel like that stuff's like more popular. It, 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 it's gotten way more popular. There's actually a new organization called All Elite Wrestling that's been uh, funded by Tony Khan, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's basically sinking millions into it. He's trying to make another big wrestling organization. So it's like wrestling is huge right now. Mm. It's just like the difficulty of it is like there's so much of it. It's like I could never watch it, and I would never watch uh, all yeah. of it. I can't do it, but I still try to keep up with everything to make sure mm. you know, like that. You, if you're if you're talking about it on a show and everything like that, you at least need to know what the hell is going on. Right. The problem is, I think with wrestling is that Monday Night Raw is no longer like fucking must see TV. Well, it's just like like it, it was in the late you 90s. Can't, but be, you know, like the fourth wall has been bro- is it fourth wall has been broken. The third wall. It's one of those walls. Well, the, the wall has been broken. <laughs> the one that Woody Allen breaks all the time. <laughs> the wall has been broken down so much with social yeah. media. Like where, no, I know. Where that, it's yeah. just That's like, just his daughter's vaginal and, walls. And they'll be like, <laughs> I talk trash to you on Twitter. And it's like, if somebody told me about like, oh, that thing I said to you on Twitter, I'd be like, you're a nerd. Yeah. Like, and there's moments with it where it's just like, I realize I'm old, where I'm like, you twit people on Twitter need to go outside. I've said that so many times on my show. And I'm like, dude, you're an old man on the show. But they do need to go You outside. know what? I, I actually think between the... Like people between on Reddit, the, yeah. between the Weinstein thing and then all the like Kevin Hart stuff, like that Twitter and like uh, everything. One thing I'm happy about is I think this whole bubble burst of the Twitter actually listening to what people are saying on Twitter. Yeah, like I think it has I, I feel I don't and I don't I don't have any like quantifiable fucking data or proof on this, yeah. but I just feel in my heart that that Twitter. Thing is dying yeah. where it's like like Twitter's always going to be there but you're just it's just going to be like radio well, static. I, I think that what people it's are starting to realize static. is it's that like, the people making this noise is not they're, they're a group they're, of people making it. They're not tastemakers. No, yeah. they're not tastemakers and they're not somebody who you should probably be listening to about no. anything and maybe their opinion is valid but I just got to a point, I was on Twitter the other day and I was looking at the feed and I was like you guys are pathetic. Right. You are wasting your life posting about gifs about stupid crap Go outside. It's good that it happened, though, because it's like if you get a comment on your Instagram or in, like, say something's in, like, a blog or you're in the news or something, and you you'd read a comment, you'd be like, oh, my God, somebody thinks that about me. It's like... Now people are just like, who cares? Yeah. It's just they don't know you. Well, no, like that's that, what if you look at what uh, comments on everything, it's just everyone's just hating. Everyone's yeah. just no, tearing shit down. The Guardians of the Galaxy director is back directing. Oh it. Yeah, yeah, no, that. But the, but it, just the idea of like, d- you can't listen to a commenter or a tweeter because it does. They're not even being real or truthful. They're just. They rip on everything. Yeah. They tear everything down. If, they, I look at, what, if I look at somebody and they've made a comment and it's like, and I go to their page and they're like, I work for NASA, I'm going to be like, hey, you should take their comment seriously. But if I go there yeah, and they're right, like right. obscuring part of their face with like right. a weird cap or something like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, no, this guy's a piece of crap right here. He's probably scooping ice cream at Rite Aid or something yeah, like just, that. Yeah, hates oh, that's a low like, job. <laughs> that's always my go-to low job too. And yeah. I feel really bad because every single time I go to fill up a prescription at Rite Aid, I'm like, I can't wait to get but that ice cream cup. Before we, now that we're accustomed to what it is it's like think about it you posted something and then that guy at Rite Aid it, it's like he says you know nothing and you're like do I know anything yeah. no, I don't I might not know anything right yeah, just because right, some right. idiot said that and you were like oh my god oh my god and it's like now I think finally people are realizing like it's all just static yeah it's just it like, doesn't matter it, it, like it should have no bearing on your life yeah and that's why it's also like hey don't spend so much time on these things 
We shouldn't even look at it. I mean, like Joe Rogan doesn't even uh, look no. at comments. I, I mean, I'm only on Twitter to... That's where I make the memes, and then yeah. I Photoshop it and delete it. That's yeah. all I do on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I, I just... I fucking hate Twitter. Right. That's awesome. That's how you do that. No, that's how I make most of my memes, yeah. <laughs> well, shout out to the Birdcage. Yeah. Uh, give a couple shout outs. Birdcage in the background. Give some Instagram followers some shout outs. Yeah. Um, shout out to um, Peaceful Melissa. I've been meaning to give her a shout out. Is she peaceful? Oh, she seems like pretty peaceful, yeah. Cool. Uh, hey, shout out to this guy. He's been with us fucking since the beginning. The Reza Zarif. Car. Hey, shout out. Although I think he's all the way from oh, uh, yeah. Iran. Iran, yeah. I hope I, said, awesome. his, I yeah, said his he, name right. He's been with us literally yeah, since we started this. He, he, wow, he's a thing. very loyal That's follower. That's awesome. Good for him. Uh, shout out to, um, let's see, shout out to Dr. Brendan. Hey, shout out. Good shout out. Uh, shout out, it's Moyer. Hey. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, let's go. Let's <laughs> shout go. out. Something starts sounding like chowder. How about shout, shout out. out to... Um, shout out to... Uh, hey, shout out to Tron Bronson 1. Ooh, cool name. Yeah. 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 Hey, shout out LA underscore metaphysical. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out. Shout out to shout LA. Out. Yeah. Shout we out should out. have them on soon. We should, actually. Yeah. Um, that's it. All right. Hey, all right. <laughs> everyone else, everyone else can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for supporting the page. You all yeah. get to survive, and the rest of you go to, uh, go to All right. Well, uh, thanks, Elijah, uh, for yeah, coming on great. in. Uh, of course. Next, yeah, next, time you're on, next time you're on, they'll play to your wrestling character. No, I totally. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, I'll have just, maybe, just, maybe I'll just come on as Bayou Bates <laughs> for the duration of the entire next show. Bayou but it'll be great because we mentioned Papa Shango earlier, and he was the godfather. Yeah. Which I had, that blew my mind when I yeah, found man. that. It'll be funny when, if you start out as Bayou Bates and then what your next character will be. It's like, you know, <laughs> take off of a. Uh, or it's just like Elijah. Like, yeah. that's it. It's just a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, we'll uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Episode 50. Yeah, nice. we got uh, Jono and Jenna coming in. Hell yeah. Boy, it's going to be All right. Leia's. Next week. Bye. It's a gal. Duh!